0: hey y'all welcome to recharting your life with hope i'm your host hope cook i created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Did you know that I send out a newsletter every Sunday? Some of you receive it, but y'all, this is so much fun. And I think it's a really good newsletter. I hear from people. um, I think most people don't read newsletters. They delete them. But I have a lot of people who read mine and it's not salesy. What I do is kind of tell you what's going on real life. And then I give you a book recommendation that I am reading in real time. And I also give you like a quote and a little wellness tip. So if you'd like to sign up for the newsletter, email me hope.cook at gmail.com, DM me at Coach Hope cook, or yeah, find a way to find me, website coachhopecook.com. This is perfect. Don't you love how the universe gives you these little like nuggets of experience right when you need them? I'm being sarcastic but this is an example of what we're going to talk about today so my daughter just came in it's their fall break which is really silly because today is one of those asynchronous school days where they don't really do anything i mean they may as well just say today's a holiday so anyway she comes in and she's like i really well i'm so bored she says that first then I say, Ollie, I'm about to record a podcast episode. You have to give me some space. I have like 90 minutes until an appointment. Um, so anyway, she's like, I just want to spend time with you. And she really, I don't think she really does. I think she's just bored. Um, but maybe she does. And so I made her get out and she was sobbing. And so a part of me was like, oh, I should go spend some time with her. I should reward that naughty behavior and go. Watch a TV show with her. And then another part of me is like, no, I told her that this is a work day for me. I have certain things I need to get done. And it's a holiday for her. And she has a bicycle that she can go outside and ride. And she has like a book she's supposed to be reading for school. Um, so this is what today's episode is about parts all the different parts inside of you. It sounds like split personalities um and the first time I heard about it, I was kind of like that is weird So this thing I'm talking about is called i f s internal family systems and the whole idea is that you have inside of you all these different parts, sort of like a family. you might have a mother part you might have a Um, little, a few little children parts who are um, sad or hurt or whiny or whatever. Um, And I'm going to explain how this can help you in whatever situation that you are stuck in. So whether it's um, parenting woes, it's a relationship issue, or it's um, your job, this is going to help you sort of think about things in a different way. Okay, so I first heard about IFS probably two years ago. I remember um, having coffee with a lady and she was bringing up these part part therapy. And I was like, this is so boring. I don't know what she's talking about. Um, and then I heard about it again, maybe another year later, another friend brought it up. And she's like, this is life changing. This has changed my life. Okay, fast forward. Now, Martha Beck, the lady that um, I took my life coaching program from, she has been she has an IFS therapist, and so she's been talking about it and how it can help when you're coaching clients. Now, as a disclaimer, I am not certified in IFS anything, but I've I've read a lot of books. I actually have read a lot of books on it, and I've listened to Richard Schwartz. That's the guy who started it. Um, he's been on a lot of podcasts and. I'd say the most interesting one was when he was interviewed by Tim Ferriss. So if you want more information on that, just let me know. But for a long time, I thought IFS was for people who had suffered childhood trauma. I thought it was like all about healing your child self. And I didn't experience anything traumatic other than, you know, having a little sister be born and bump me out of the spot of being the baby of the family. That was about as traumatic as it got. Um, But, you know, I do believe the universe sends us, like, signals or nudges, and we'll often get multiple signals or nudges until we finally get it. So this was the case with this IFS. And I've also found a therapist who specializes in this, and it is really helpful. Okay, so now to a practical example. Okay, so the other day, my husband and I were having a disagreement, and he has a very loud voice. He ju- he doesn't need a microphone when he gives speeches because his voice will boom to the entire room. Um, now, when I was a kid, when my dad got loud, it meant he was really mad. And I didn't like for people to get mad because I'm a pleaser. That's a different part. But um, loud voices meant somebody's not happy with you and you might get a spanking or you might get punished. So it was a feeling of like, oh, my gosh, things aren't safe right now. I'm going to get in trouble. So when my husband and I had this disagreement, he, we were in uh, driving without the kids and his he was very loud because, you know, we're in a closed space and his voice is very loud. And I felt super triggered. And so because I've been reading these books, I was like, my inner child, my inner child is being triggered. (laughs) And if you're in the middle of an argument, this is probably not the best time to bring up parts because the other person probably won't have a lot of sympathy for you. And it may even seem like a distraction technique that you're using. Um, But nevertheless, my inner child was being triggered. And I got more and more like, I wish you would stop talking so loudly and like interrupting me. And, and so then out of nowhere, this, like, I, I can only describe it as like a teenage part of me. um I'll get to her later, but she erupted. I mean, she was like, I am not putting up with this. You know what? And she just let him have it. And that, that's that's not what I'm recommending, but it was so good later to be able to look back and sort of figure out what happened. That it wasn't my true self that was giving him a piece of my mind. It was this part of me that felt pushed, that felt backed into a corner that was just like bah, 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 bah. Okay, so how can this help you get unstuck? So um here are some examples where your own parts may show up. Maybe a part of you feels the need to please others and not have anyone disappointed in her. So she stays at a job to avoid dealing with those uncomfortable feelings. Um this was me for a long time. I didn't I oh it just gave me such uncomfortable sensations to imagine telling someone that I didn't want to work there anymore. And in my head, it was like the worst sin. They would be so disappointed in me. Um, and in hindsight, I'm like, what? Why would you stay at a job when like, you're so worried about their reaction? Listen to um, the episode from two weeks ago on, I talked about Dr. Becky and other people's feelings and all that. Um, I think that was 126. Okay, what about, what if there's a part of you who wants to tell people no, but another part likes to be liked and won't allow you to do the scary thing and say no to someone? This was also me for a long time. I still do it sometimes. What about if a part of you wants to stand up for yourself and ask for a raise, a better schedule, better benefits, but another part of you says, no, you should just be grateful for what you have. You need to just play it safe. What if there is a part of you who plays small to stay safe? Maybe it was because as a kid, you learned that getting attention or trying to get attention was bad. And so a part of you is like protecting you by playing small. What if there's a part of you who wants to be an entrepreneur and try new things, but another part of you is terrified of change? What if there's a part of you who wants to be a free spirit, a creative, But another part of you says, "Uh uh-uh, no, you're not gonna be Miss Flower Child. You need to be buttoned up. You need to be a parent that these kids can count on. You are a mother. You have to be responsible. So think of some of the parts of you and how they could be in conflict with each other. So why is it important to identify these parts and what can you do about it once you realize you have all these parts inside of you? So these, when I heard um, Richard Schwartz talk about it, he said, you know, I started this because I was dealing with clients who had eating disorders and he couldn't figure out why they would relapse so often. He also dealt with um, clients who were cutters or doing some form of self-harm. And he noticed that these mostly women were talking about their parts, like one part of me um, hates when I, I look fat. And so that part of me criticizes me. And then this other part of me is like, screw it. I'm going to go eat the entire buffet. And so he, he kept noticing a pattern where people would talk about parts. And so on a whim, he decided to start asking the parts questions. And lo and behold, the women were able to access whatever part it was and answer questions as if they were that part. So if they're the critic who's telling you you're fat, they were able to say like why they appeared. You know, I'm here because her mom um, didn't like fat people and made fun of people who were overweight, thought they were lazy or whatever. And so I appeared to try to keep her slim and, and lovable um he also gave the example of a lady who he thought he'd healed her and they'd done a lot of work on cutting and he had a follow-up appointment with her and she came in and she had a big gash across her cheek and he said he just lost it and he was like why aren't these people getting better and he realized that there was a part of her who was um who was doing this who was encouraging her to cut and he, he had not been able to access that part because it had like another part that was protecting that part so it's it's really i mean don't don't let that make you think it's too complicated it can be as simple as like A part of me wants to do this, but another part of me wants to do this. Um, And there are therapists who are trained in IFS. So if you're curious about it, I highly encourage you to check out some books from the library. Um, Jay Early wrote at least two books on this subject, and they are so good. One of them has like diagrams in it, like pictures of the different parts. It's really simple to understand and wrap your mind around. And yeah, look up Richard Schwartz too. Okay, so back to these parts. So these parts are creating conflict in your life a lot of times, They and they don't even realize it. You don't realize it, and they don't mean to. Um, think about like the judge part, the judge who thinks certain foods are bad, and the judge who thinks your hips are too big, and when you look in the mirror, it's the judge's voice, or the critic, whatever you want to call it, who... Um, pokes fun at you or criticizes you when you get out of the shower and you're looking in the mirror. And I can tell you when I do skin checks, OMG, almost every woman has this part. And she, as I examine the moles on her trunk, on her abdomen, she'll start apologizing. I'm so sorry. I've got all these fat rolls or "Ah, just, you know, I'm so overweight. Every woman. Ah. So anyway, do you do you like having this part yammering away in your brain and criticizing you? So IFS is a way of looking at these parts and figuring out why they're there or why they were invented bri- by your brain in the first place. So if we take the judge part, the one who makes fun of your body and scolds you when you eat junk food, you can ask that part questions and you'll hear the answers. It's, it's easier if somebody else is asking you, but if you get one of these books that has um, like questions in it, it it's also helpful. Um, and it's in you can do this in your head. <clears throat> so I did it as I was listening to these interviews with Richard Schwartz. He almost always um, does IFS therapy on whoever is interviewing him. I should have him on my podcast. Um, it sounds woo-woo and it's bizarre, but it um, it really does it really does access a part of you that you don't even know is in there and making decisions for you. So if you find yourself really stuck, like you're like, I know I should leave this job, but I just can't. Or I'm in this relationship and it's no longer serving me. Why can't I stick up for myself? Why can't I leave? Or why am I such a pushover when it comes to my kids? Anything like that? It's I guarantee you it's a part inside of you that was formed years ago in childhood for a reason and it just doesn't realize that you're an adult now and you don't need it anymore. It's still functioning to help protect you. So I realized when I asked my food judge questions that it formed in upper elementary school when it started noticing that my thighs and hips were getting curvy and you can ask the part like, how old are you? Or show me a memory of when you when you first appeared, when you were needed. So this judge part of me noticed that kids or adults who were overweight were excluded or maybe they got made fun of. It also noticed my mom or my grandparents being picky about what, um, what they ate, like my mom especially back in the 80s, I mean, they always had some crazy diet, crazy diet, you know, the peanut butter diet, or the pineapple diet, or the cabbage soup diet, like she did all of those. And that was what my little inner judge, food judge noticed. Um, let's see. Oh, this was the other thing I, I had this memory when I when I was talking to my food judge. It showed me a specific memory of us watching the Miss USA pageant at my grandparents house. And my mom's dad was always, he was funny about it, but he would always pick on the ladies who were curvy or their butt jiggled a little bit. Um, And I guess I internalized that, you know, that thin equals accepted and curvy equals you've made bad choices. Maybe you're even a bad person. Like that's what my brain interpreted it. I can't say that. Interpreted it as. Um, So the voice began to speak into my brain. Oh, Hope, do you really think you need to eat all those peeps? Hope, your genes are too tight from last year. This must mean you are making bad choices. Maybe you're a bad person. So the next question is like, why? Why was this judge trying to protect me? In this case, the answer that popped into my head when I was talking to it was it was protecting like this preteen hope from getting fat and making bad choices that would exclude her from society. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And so often these parts think that they're protecting us and they have no idea that, that they're causing this much pain so why does this judge still stick around now i'm in my 40s i have a handle on health and nutrition why do i still need this judge okay i'm about to go into something else so fasten your seatbelt. the reason is we all have child parts and these are kind of like you think of them as frozen uh almost like a frozen memory inside and so this child part inside worries she feels self-conscious um And so the judge is like, I am going to protect her by not letting this kid get chunky. I'm going to ask her, are you sure that's a good idea? You know, Um, and occasionally when I hear the judge ask me that, like, are you sure that's a good idea for you to have a donut? I will feel a different part of me say, yes, it is a good idea. And I'm going to have four of them. Thank you very much. Okay, this brings up another example. This is the rebel part. And you may have, I mean, there's all these different parts. I know this podcast episode makes me sound a little bit like Sybil, that movie with the split personalities. Um, But I'm hoping that I'm not the only one. So the inner rebel I'm a visual person, so I actually visualize um, the judge looking kind of like Judge Judy and the rebel looks like this um, senior picture of me that I had in high school where I was wearing a friend's leather, black leather jacket. The, my inner rebel likes curse words and she only comes out when hope has been pushed too far. So like when I had that disagreement with my husband and I felt backed into a corner and I just like let loose i think it shocks uh, me when she comes out because she doesn't come out very often and like i said she has a potty mouth normally i don't curse much um and i don't drive crazy but like if the rebel is really angry she might even squeal the tires of the minivan um later i'm like wow who was that it didn't feel like me and you may have this happen um you know, I felt this rebel part of me before who like wanted to walk out of a job at lunch and never come back. She's like, do it, do it. You don't have to put up with this. You can walk out. You can never come back again. Um, She's the part of me who, you know, I told off an ex-boyfriend in high school one time who did something really ugly and I never spoke to him again. And, thank, I, you know, I kind of thank the rebel part of me for like sticking up and helping me be, helping me grow a pair of testicles (laughs) so I've done some part work around the rebel and why she appeared so when I asked like why she appeared it turns out she was about four years old like when I she appeared when I was about four years old And so you just sort of like ask for a specific memory. And here's what I remembered. (laughs) My older sister, who was 19 months older than me, took away this music box. We each had a music box and it had a twirling ballerina that you wind up. The ballerina twirls around and it plays music. And my sister had convinced me to swap with her. And hers was broken and when i opened the box and the ballerina i don't remember what was broken if the music didn't play right or the ballerina wouldn't spin but i do remember flying into a rage and attacking her and i grabbed back my music box so that was the point like in this memory my little rebel self felt very strong and capable so there was a good reason that she appeared and she can still come in handy but you need to do some work around letting her know, like, I'm a grown woman now. I can fight my own battles. I don't have to go into a rage when I'm not happy about something. Um, another, oh, I'm already 20 minutes. Y'all hang in there. This is so fascinating to me. Okay, so for work for the longest time during my career in medicine i let my pleaser part be in charge and it served me well i mean she was a plus she was well liked she had a stable income um but the older i got i realized the pleaser part was a shit taker i know i'm cursing a lot in this episode but she really was i mean she put up with a lot even when she was taken advantage of and a lot of my current clients have pleaser parts. As little girls, especially girls raised in traditional, maybe conservative households, they're rewarded when they follow the rules and they strive to make other people happy. But somewhere along the way, as adult women, we realize our pleaser part is not doing us any favors in the corporate world. We often get paid less than the non-pleasers. We get the crappiest schedule. We get the hardest work projects, the most difficult clients, or the most complicated patients. We get stuck doing all the mundane household chores. And if your partner does not have a pleaser part, he's like, I don't feel the urge to do all this in my off time. I just want to relax. And it It baffled me for years. Like, why doesn't he feel this way? But it's just a part of us that appeared in childhood. Um, If you have a pleaser part and you're wondering why she's here, sit down and journal and ask her. Ask her when she appeared, what she thinks she's helping you with which part she's protecting. And then you may have to do some work on the part that she's protecting. Like if it's a shy five-year-old little girl who had a very strict dad and this little girl went to an all-Catholic school, all-girls Catholic school, I mean, this makes sense. It helped that little five-year-old not only survive, but to thrive in that environment as long as she was a pleaser. So part of the work in IFS is to get curious and to feel compassion for those parts. So um, Dick Schwartz's new book is called No Bad Parts. And that's the whole idea is that none of these parts are bad. Um, they just, they're just trying to help you out. Um, another critic, another common inner critic I see with my clients is the perfectionist. So again, she formed in childhood. Her job was to keep you in line to make sure you dotted all your I's, crossed all your T's. And this was because she detected that doing a great job and being a good girl equals get more love or get approval. Um, but she didn't realize you're an adult now, you're fully capable of deciding what what kind of grade you want to get on a job I mean you can decide if you want to get a hundred percent and be perfect in one situation and then maybe in another situation you're okay with eighty percent this perfectionist part also has a helper a lot of times called guilt the guilt part is huge buzz buzz Buzzkill. she can bring you down so fast you don't even know what hit you especially with parenting like Like I said, this is fall break for the kids. And I was letting my inner perfectionist plan like, oh, we're going to have a great fall break. Maybe we'll go to a corn maze and we'll maybe go pick some apples. And so the perfectionist part's like stoked when this is going on. She's like, yes, we are hashtag killing it. And then, like I said, Ollie just came up here and like cried and yelled. And I'm like, we're not going to the corn maze. And that, so the guilty part's like, oh, you are, you are ruining their fall break. You are just the crappiest mom. The kids are going to remember this for years to come. They're going to remember how you made them stay home and play in the yard. Um, so to wrap up, start figuring out which area of your life you're the most unhappy in. And finish this sentence. When I think about, we'll just use job for an example. When I think about my job, there's a part of me who blank, but another part of me who blank. And then you just get curious and ask each part questions. And the final thing is when you are asking questions and noticing these parts, guess what? This is when you are in self with a capital S. So this is the part of you who you could call it like your heart space or your your um your true self. You're not in your thinking brain. So you're not entangled in all these parts. Instead of being in the play with all these different actors and actresses, you are the one, the director, and you're standing out in the audience. Or another way to look at it, my therapist used this example. I was telling her about two parts of me, like this part really wanted to be liked and for um, me to say yes to this um, request. And another part of me was like, no, don't you dare say yes. And she said, well, imagine like a boardroom and you're the one standing at the front of the table and these parts are sitting at the table and they each have their reasons. They're arguing their cases. And she said, you can, you can listen to them. You can hear each of them out and uh, then make a decision from your highest self. Okay, Whew, that is enough talking for one day. Do reach out, though, if you like this part stuff. Um, I do plan on getting a, uh, like a coaching certificate in IFS, um, but I would also just love to yak with you about it, um, even if we're not doing any specific IFS work. Thank you all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right. If you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching, maybe you need one-on-one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com, that's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com, and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So see you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.